0: The, the only problem with this is, can you ever trust Arsenal? This is the
1: problem. All right. <laughs> I nearly choked on my uh, water there. No, you cannot.
0: Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner Maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. Join us each week for the highs and the lows of
1: FPL points, hauls and flops. Hello, Roscoe. How you doing, mate? Hey, mate. Yeah, very good. Very good this morning. So, so Roscoe, uh, in our FPL Mavericks league uh, and here to, to fill in the shoes of Luke while he's on a, a timely sabbatical. Um, so. You're going to be in today doing the business, mate. How do you feel about that? Yeah, he's he's got uh, bloody big feet, I think, Luke. So uh, I'll do my best, mate. (laughs) And so just a quick one for some of the people that don't know you, Roscoe. Um, We've had a a running fantasy football feud over the last few seasons um, with, I think, you taking the chocolates last year. But I think I might have got you the year before now.
0: I think so. Uh, that's likely, but um, you know, I can only remember last year
1: to be honest. Short short term memory. It's only your uh, last season that counts. That's it, mate. And uh, obviously, a bit about your your football identity. You're a you're a huge, derby fan.
0: Yeah, I've got two two great teams that I support: Derby County and Glasgow Rangers. So, um, I clearly enjoy a stressful a stressful time. Um, and yeah, this season is putting me to the test as a derby fan. That's for sure
1: cool well run, running running order of the the show uh, obviously we've got to thank everybody who continues to listen uh, and support us um if you feel like you want a challenge and you're a new listener, then jump in our twitter league um and then also um yeah just just, just pass the pod just keep spreading the word it we keep growing each week it's really good to see um so the, the point of difference for the pod today and obviously to the new listeners and everyone else that's been listeners is uh, Maverick picks so um, a Maverick pick is a differential pick where um, you're going to go against the grain and if you pick that player um, in your team that week and, and give them some confidence they could uh, pump you up the, the league so uh, that's what we've been doing for the last 10 game weeks moving on to uh, last week's action um, we both picked some absolute duds um Just to review it quickly, mate. Um did you see much of the the football last week?
0: Yeah, of course. And um look, I've yeah, I I did my wild card, as you know, a couple of weeks ago and I've made a couple of absolute howlers. Um and I got on the wrong uh Chelsea defender in in Asper So I think I've had one start out of him um and clearly missed out on a a lot of points from, from James and uh Chilwell, who were the other options, and I also put Vardy in. Um, so And Adam Armstrong. So yeah, three, three big uh, mistakes there. Um, but look, last week was, um, yeah, I think whether
1: or not you had City players or Chelsea players would, would probably define how you did. Yeah, and I think that James double and both goals were amazing. Scintillating strikes on the edge of the box. Who'd have thought? Yeah, I think the fact that he's, he's standing there all the time, you know, he was in
0: exactly the same place. And I think just being in those advanced positions, the first one was an unbelievable strike. Uh, the second one, a little bit luckier in that it was more or less striking it into an open goal, but he still had to connect and he was in the right place. So if he's going to keep doing that and he's going to get starts, um, he's going to become a
1: must-have. And then obviously there's been a, a couple of crazy games that have led to to sackings the the Spurs boys had their classic meltdown and that's the end of of Nuno
0: yeah I think we chatted about it that day didn't we and I think you could see a United um, win and um, you know the chances of Tottenham putting up a fight under Nuno versus United you know pulling their heads together and 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 um, you know Recovering from the embarrassment against Liverpool, I think it was more likely that that United were going to perform in that match and they absolutely delivered on that with a 3-0 win. So it'll be very interesting how Tottenham shape up under Conte and trying to make a decision of whether to bring in Son and Kane moving forward. um, It just adds a bit more spice to the mix, I think, for for all the FPL managers.
1: Yeah, and then obviously... um... They really, I think, under-talked about result with the whole drama going around the Premier League is Man City losing to Crystal Palace. Wow. Just before the Manchester derby. Scenes. Crazy.
0: Do you know, I haven't actually seen the highlights on that one yet. Um, I've just seen the goals, but, you know, Palace have, have looked pretty decent, but but probably didn't expect them to pull out that result. And I think that City's, what, second or third wobble in a, in a game. So they're definitely not being as consistent as they were last year. You just wouldn't have seen a result like that happen to them. So fair play to Palace has surprised us all, I'd say.
1: Yeah, very much so, mate. Well, um, yeah, just to review uh, the Mavericks from last week, they were pretty much all stinkers. Um, I went for hudson Adoy, who um, got his starter points and his clean sheet. Uh, for Chelsea, I really thought he would have uh, a big impact in that game because he's been playing well, and he played well in the Champions League, so that's even more annoying for the Chelsea squad at the moment. Um, Geldhart for Leeds didn't even get on, um, so I was expecting him to come and uh, break the deadlock for for Leeds against Norwich, and, and again, I'm very happy that Leeds actually <laughs> managed to, to do them because they are a horrendous football team, so... Can I just say, mate, I, I don't plan on being as generous
0: to you today as, as Luke is. I think you compared Gellhart to Lionel Messi last week, and I think Luke was very generous in letting you get away with that, just calling it a stretch,
1: <laughs> some Look, stretch. I think if you if you listen back to the the, the pod, mate, I say he reminds me of running in his style like Messi. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And I think he's going to be a great player. So um, maybe maybe we do have a Messi on our hands, but not. Look, probably. we could look back in two years and you mm-hmm. might have the last laugh here, but um, not right now.
0: I don't think he, he, he I don't think he runs like Messi yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mate, you know me, ever the optimist. Um, I know, put those know Leeds the... fan goggles on. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, and then moving on to Luke's picks, he went for uh, Broha of Southampton, who um, was a little bit unlucky there, just injured, uh, don't think he actually played. So unlucky big man. Uh, next time you're on, you can uh, put that right. And then there was uh, Gabriel Jesus for Man City, who, um, yeah, I don't think that was a very good week for him. I'll just double check. Um yeah, I can't remember if he, I think he played. He played, but he did nothing. Yeah, so Three points maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's that's a review. Um, let's move on to this week, mate. Um, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. While well, well, Luke's on his sabbatical, and it'd be interesting to to pick your brains on the the upcoming fixtures and in, in your thoughts on fantasy football. Because uh, all jokes aside, I do uh, enjoy our our yearly fantasy. Football tussle and our differing views on the game. So,
0: yeah, yeah. well, what's the the moment? Two points apart in the league. Both firmly rooted to the mid-table.
1: The uh, sort of the barren land of the mid-table, but uh, but very very tight. Oh, actually, one thing I've forgotten before we uh, move on, we'll just talk about the state of the uh, fantasy FPL Mavericks mini league. Because um, I know everyone wants to know how everyone's going. It nothing's changed. Um, Peter Steinfort, top of the league seven one seven. Simon Kaplan seven oh five. Vaz is still hanging in there. Um, Cam had a good week for for the sake of um, just getting above his little uh, rival in Luke down in eighth and ninth. And then I will give a huge shout out to Mike the Knight, my good friend who managed 76 points last week, and he captained Salah. So if he did just captain James, he would probably be top right now. But that's the whole point of uh, picking a a fantasy maverick captain pick and and going against the grain. So once we've done that now, we can uh, let you go first, mate. Why not? Welcome.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, um, I thought I'd start with a defender pick. And it's someone who's already in my team. Um, and it's uh, Ethan Pinnock at uh, Brentford. Like it. Now, he's 6.5% owned, Who mm-hmm. it was when I looked last night. Um, and he's got 42 points so far this season. So I think he's one of the highest um, returning defenders per million. Mm-hmm. Uh, not stand out, but, but good. And look, they've got Norwich at home. It's their fixture so I've uh, uh, you know it's almost a, I would expect them to be able to keep Norwich out Norwich are the lowest scoring team of all time at the moment and and even worse than my my you know loved Derby County of 2007 <laughs> and 8 uh, Norwich are actually making that team look okay <laughs> wait hang on mate it's a long it's a long season It's a long season. I know, but right now they've uh, they've scored, I think, three goals. Norwich, three goals. uh, That Derby team had six by the same stage, which which by all accounts is a terrible return as well. But no, look, so I like Pinnock for the clean sheet. And then I think he comes with the attacking threat um, from from set pieces as well. So um, if you look back at some of his other stats, he he is a defender that gets a high percentage of... um, uh, shots in the box, you know, so so on those set pieces, he'll be in and amongst it. So I think Norwich, you know, weak at the back, weak up front, it's 4.7 million. Um and he hasn't done a huge amount in, in a couple of game weeks now, but this for me is a good fixture for him.
1: Yeah mate, I think that's a great shout and and I was just uh briefly looking at some of the the stats and, and points that he has. He's he's got 42 points. Um you know he's, he's a big solid unit, and obviously he's got that huge Rory Delap type throw um, that has just been an, an absolute constant for for Brentford. Um, you know when when he started doing that to Arsenal in the first game of the season, they were like, "Oh no, not this again!" Um, and I think it's a really decent weapon in terms of fantasy football strategy, mate. In your opinion is, and I think I would back this and I'm trying not to bias here, is it basically target Norwich? If you see somebody playing Norwich, even, because <laughs> Brentford have lost last week, right? But you're still pretty confident that Brent, Brentford could do the damage there. Yeah,
0: next
1: yeah I, th- I watched the highlights of Norwich um,
0: against Brighton when they got a, I think it was a nil-nil, it was a draw, and Brighton were, were, are still on form and we're on form at the time. And, and they actually look like they might put up a bit of a fight. And since then, they've been terrible. Um, they just look so off the pace. So, yeah, I, I think at this stage, if you can get on a player, and apologies to, to any Norwich fans, yeah, I think if you can get on an attacking player or, or a defender that's got Norwich, yeah. it's almost guaranteed points. Um, but my, you know me, like my strategy is never to play one game week at a time sometimes my undoing. So I wouldn't transfer him in just for Norwich, but I did notice he's got Newcastle away um, as the second game. And then, you know, a couple of decent uh, runs. So, you know, for a low value defender that could maybe drop in and out of your bench, um, the next two fixtures look pretty good for him. And yeah, yeah, Norwich are, are struggling and they might surprise us, but I think Fox is halfway out the door as well, isn't he? He was holding talks in Germany. Wow, really? Um, I, can imagine. With, uh, I don't know if it was his old club, but um, it was kind of reported in the press. The club were okay with him chatting to them and if you're a player there, you're like, why
1: is this guy still here? Mm. He's got to be on borrowed time. Definitely. I mean, it's one of them things. I think I was I was listening to uh, 606 and there's a few Norwich fans that come on and it's like, yes, all right, you want to you watch good football, but when does it get to a point when you're getting thumped every single week that you just have to change as a manager and just go right? I'm going to make us hard to be be a bit of a Sam Allardyce because Brent. I think that's a good thing about Brentford. Like they actually do play nice football, but they have the physicality to go with it and they can dig in. Um, yeah, I mean they'll they'll give it. They they've
0: got some quality there to get goals. So I think they're a sort of team that backs themselves. So if they, they can go one nil down because they can win a game 2-1. Um, and they can go 2-1 down because they can win a game 3-2. So, um, yeah, they're very, very different teams, aren't they?
1: Yeah. But do you um, think,
0: I, I read, I think Norwich had spent over £100 million in transfers. That was one of their justifications that they, they have taken it seriously. Yeah. That's phenomenal to the state of them this season, their points return. <laughs> to have spent that sort of money, that's very dangerous. Uh, for them, uh, pretty much going all in on the transfer market and, and getting such a poor return out of it in the first 10, 10 or 11 weeks.
1: But look, there's, there's lots of time for them to turn things around. For sure, mate. And I think that's one of the things in these teams, like the recruitment needs to be shot. Like even Man United, like just not to go on a tangent here, but why are you not recruiting the spine of your squad? why are you not recruiting really good centre-backs to replace Grant Hanley? Why are you not? And I know they did try to get Billy Gilmore on loan, but why are you not getting a proven box-to-box general, like a Bissouma, who is going to be physical, he's got the quality? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I you mean, like find- Sissoko to
0: Watford is a great signing, I think, on paper. You go, mm. that's, that's a quality player that's going to add a lot. Um, you know, Watford had Ducouré, uh, but last, the last time they were up and similar thing, you've at least got a chance with somebody like that. Mm. Yeah, anyway, I mean, Norwich, yeah. I think what's interesting, though, mate, this season is game to game, it's really hard to know what's going to happen. Mm. It's really hard. Like, you know, Everton were looking pretty good and then they get demolished by Watford in the last 15 minutes and they've looked pretty shaky since Southampton, are, you know, looked pretty poor, but they've actually pulled in some good results. City, Apache, Um, you know, so this Leicester, you know, what was going on in the first half an hour of of that game on the weekend for them? You just, um, it's quite hard to know where to to put your transfers in FPL
1: because it's, uh, week to week, it it completely changes. I agree, mate. Um, but going back to the Mavs, Ethan Pinnock, really like that shout. I think I like your, um, long-standing fixture view like you've there's got three fixtures there including Everton at home which could mean either a clean sheet or an assist for him um and at that value at 4.7 um he would be a a definite great addition and even if he came off your bench he'd probably end up doing a a liverimento what he's doing for me at the moment which keeps on providing and saving the day at nine points so yeah, well, Livramento
0: is twenty percent owned now, and I think he's he's the he's the best value pick, isn't he at the back? But mm.
1: cool, mate. Well, we'll move on to the next one. Well done. Um, I'm gonna stick with the boys at the back, um, and I'm gonna go a little bit more f- flash, flash in the pan, Razmataz, fancy. Um, what a surprise <laughs> from you, mate. <laughs> All flair, no substance at this point. Uh, I'm joking. Um, and I'm going with the Brighton wing-back or full-back, if you like, depending on what system they're playing, in Cucarella. He's even got a, a fancy name, in my op- opinion. Um, <laughs> this boy, have you seen much of him?
0: Um No, I haven't actually, mate, to be honest. You have to
1: talk me through. Yeah, so he's just your classic wing-back, maraudering um, player that just loves to get down the wing, puts crosses into the box, happy enough to drive at defenders, um, but obviously has the uh, endurance to be a really solid asset and and be one of the reasons why um, he's he's making the team week in, week out. Um, He's actually really flexible as well because he can play either full uh, either wing so he's ambidextrous in that sense um he's only 5.0 um 5.0 5 million um and he's at the moment and I'm just going to double check this stat that i wrote down um he's 1.1% 1. 1. owned mm-hmm. yeah and and the last time i picked a a, a low a lower than 2% owned mate it was the Corne, Cornetto scored two. So I've got a good feeling about this guy. Um he's got he's got total points of uh twenty-five, and he's got Newcastle at home. Mm. So Yeah, well look, Callum Wilson's looking dangerous. Yeah, Spare. I mean, look, it is what it is, but the way that Brighton have been playing, they've just come off a result at Liverpool. So I feel that I like the,
0: Yeah mate I think he's I like what you've gone with that and he's not going to be on the radar. It's a good differential. And that's I think sometimes when you when you look at this, you know, you can look at total points but that doesn't factor in form moving forward. Um so if you can pin X on 42 points, that's in the past, you'd look at what he's going to do next. Um, this lad's on 25 points, but Brighton are playing well. He's got three really good fixtures: Newcastle, Villa, Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so clean, like you say, same as Pinnock. He's got clean sheet potential. He's got assist and goal potential. They play that sort of five-three-two or that three-five-two sort of wing back formation. So he'll be he'll be getting up to the to the byline and uh, doing his thing So uh, yeah, I see where you're going there.
1: Not one of them even man. on my radar. So good good differential pick, mate. Well that's what the pod's about, mate. Um he's got just a delve into his stats. He's he's played six hundred and six minutes, so he's had seven appearances, so he's he's played quite a few games this season. Um his shot per ninety is uh zero point one five, so that's not bad for a fullback. Um mm. and his and his key passes per ninety is one point six three. So, you know, that says to me he's either making a decent cross or a pass per game um and i think the fixtures that he's got it's a lovely run like this this will be interesting to hear your take mate and this will maybe help me um absolutely smash you first so I don't give too much away in terms of the fixtures do you like to look at three or more you mentioned that you like to have a long term view yeah I, I i i um i often look at more
0: yeah i'll look at i'll look at 7 to 10 right um So at the moment, I'm looking till Christmas, basically, because I've got no wild card to use until the new year. So any transfers I put in, I want to get it right and and for them to have a good chance of returning between now and Christmas, and then use the free transfers to tinker as you go along. Um, So it's kind of finding that balance, I think, between putting somebody in for one or two games and catching a big haul versus, you know, you've got 11 players to put out every week mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to make 11 transfers. So you need someone that's going to be good <laughs> for yeah. five, six, seven games. Um, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I do. But look, three, three fixtures is the main thing I look at. It's obviously what's on the app. You can see that easily and I'll, I'll jump in. If I think it's a player that's expensive or um, that I don't want to be putting in and transferring out, you know, I'm definitely looking six, seven, eight game game weeks ahead just to see, you know, have they got a really bad run or a really good run coming up or is it just kind of somewhere in between, that's okay?
1: And so, mate, I'll ask, I'll ask this um, to Luke before in a previous pod, but it'd be good to see how he thinks about this as well. If you have a Jesse Lingard situation of last year and its form and he's coming in and, and even in the next two or three games, they're not amazing fixtures, Do you jump are you the type of guy to jump onto that? Or are you saying, wait, hang on, I'm gonna hang back? Because I think we both had a chat about this before, we've been stung. Yeah. I
0: I think in the past I've been more fixture-led, but I but I'm likely to be more form-led in those situations than I used to be. Because a good player in form can do it against any team in the Premier League. There's not many that will keep Unless there's a really big difference in the squads, like, like you know, City playing Norwich or something, you know, that's going to be very difficult um, for them. But, like, yeah, I think I, I've made some mistakes. Last year, Gundogan is the one that I didn't jump on and cost me a heap of points. I think you were on him. But I did jump on Lingard and I jumped on Suchek. Yeah, um, Suchek,
1: okay. And
0: both of those kept, kept me going. And, and Suchek was one of those as well, where you kind of go, he's not even an attacking player. How can this kind of big, clumsy centre midfielder keep scoring goals <laughs> for West Ham? And and so he's one that I think would have been hard to jump on because every everything, all your common sense would have said, this guy can't keep putting points away like he is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did. So, you know, yeah, it's I think back a player who's in form. Yeah. Cool. fair play mate anyone in mind who do you think who's the form player who's the is there a bandwagon player at the moment well obviously Salah <laughs> yes. um, there's only
1: there's only like a very bizarre 30% of managers don't have Salah so well I would have said it would have been Antonio previously and I didn't mess about that this time so I'm glad I got him in um, but they kind of players that are really highly owned so there's no one that stands out right now that is a player that you just kind of um and are in with um it's looking like Smith Rowe could be that guy at the moment especially his price so we'll 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 speak about that a bit later but um yeah I agree I think there's nobody people keep having
0: there's odd good game weeks but it's nobody consistently doing it so Antonio has been consistent Sal has been consistent there's a few others now. Um, look, Chilwell is maybe the closest in recent weeks. Mm, yeah, a lot of people absolutely. jumping on Chilwell. And you go, can this left wing back keep scoring every game? So he's maybe the closest to that. And I think I might jump on that bandwagon this week because I have to offload Aspilicueta. <laughs> I will
1: say one play. thing, though. You need to worry about rotation with them boys. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Well, I mean, Tuchel's the new Pep, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I not know
0: who going to turn out. It's tough, though. There's there's really tough Champions League games they've got to manage. I've seen Liverpool's squad this morning. It's, you know, it's a full-strength... Um, you know, it has to be as well. It's a full-strength squad. So you've got Mane, Jota and, and Salah playing probably close to a full 90 tonight and then having a game on the weekend.
1: Right, they're currently uh, 2-0 up, as we record. You might be able to get them some rest then, Mane and Jota. Um, anyway, mate, we digress. Really good chat though. Um, who are you thinking for your second fantastic maverick? Is it going to be fancy or is it going to be? It's a bit boring. It's a bit boring. <laughs> That's bo- what I was going to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, no, it's Gallagher at Palace. That's not boring. He's- who's 9.1% owned. So he's he's close to crossing over your, your line there. Yeah. He's 5.7 million, so he's pretty good value. And his fixtures, Wolves at home this week. Yep. And then, as we discussed, like looking ahead, Burnley away, then Villa at home. And I think he's someone that's been on my radar all season. And that's why I put him in this week, because he probably rewarded any very loyal Gallagher fans and supporters that have had him for a little while. You know, he obviously got a great return on the weekend, but every time I've seen him play in the hi- and watch the highlights, he looks very good. Yeah. Um, he's, he's someone who can one touch finish. He's got, I guess, that sense of knowing where to be at the right time. And he's always in a dangerous position. So he's at 51 points. Uh, 13 of those were last week and looking at Wolves Burnley Villa particularly even Wolves at home this weekend the way Palace are playing you know fancy him to bag some points it was a close call between him and Zaha um, to be honest and I think maybe that's the problem with Palace is they're a relatively low scoring team and I think those goals and assists will be evenly distributed between Gallagher, Zaha, Eduard now, um, you know, and, and there's always a goal that might come from someone else. But I think it's that's maybe the only downside is he could easily blank this week, Gallagher. And mm-hmm. you, we might see, you know, Zaha with a goal and an assist. Um, so, so, yeah, that's a, it's a tough call. But I, like, I think just as a class player. Yeah. Um, I watched him in the championship when he played against Derby. Uh, from when he was at Charlton, and then and then again, I think he was at Swansea after,
1: and he's just he's just great. So yeah, yeah, but he's I a think. he's a he's a potential goal mine, mate. Like he's he's in the goals, he's taking free kicks, he's taking corners. Yeah, exactly. right he's just, that's that's another plus plus as well. He was very much in my thoughts because I was I had a little uh, choice between uh, Smith Rowe Gallagher and Mbomo and or and Um However you say his name, I always get it wrong. Yeah, um, I've got him in my team. He's done
0: nothing since I put him in. So I'm, yeah. I'm deciding whether to stay stay with him.
1: And I think the only thing I have is that I watched Wolves play against Everton. And um, I actually think that first half could be up there with the best displays I've seen from a Premier League team this season. It was brilliant. Like they just bullied them. Like Loads of dynamic passing. Moutinho was literally slipping balls past uh, Everton's centre midfield, including Allen, who, who's a decent centre midfielder. I know they're missing Decore, but it, they just played the game so well. They made the pitch so big. They had Nori going um, nice and, and wide and stretching the play, which left space in the middle for these guys in the middle to operate. And Jimenez... Was picking the ball up and turning and running, and he looked like the old Jimenez. So that was my only only worry with. That's Crystal fair, Palace, absolutely mate.
0: fair, yeah. And I probably, you know, got to show Wolves a bit more respect on how they've been playing. than they have been slowly improving, haven't they? Week on week.
1: Let's um, see what Palace can do after beating the uh, the champions. <laughs> well, well, that's it, mate. And I think this is why this the, the Fantasy Premier League game so hard at the moment. Like. You you're going here, I've got the opinion like I'm worried about Wolves and Pursa Palace. But then on the other hand, Palace have just beaten Man City, who are by far in my opinion up there with Liverpool is the best team in the league. So look, I think it's a great pick, mate. I think it's a really good long term <laughs> hold as well. Um and I think at that value he'll there's a, i would say there's a hundred percent probability he'll be making my team in the very near future. Um yeah.
0: I mean, look, I probably, it's a difficult one on, on as a Maverick pick um, and a differential, I think he, he's definitely got the potential. If it was my squad and I was going to make a transfer this week and I was going to spend 5.7-ish,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think I'm going Smith-Rowe um, over Gallagher. Yeah. But it's close. Yeah, it's close. well. Smith-Rowe's at nearly 15% owned now, and, and of course, you'd expect that to climb the way Arsenal have been been playing recently. Um, and, you know, they
1: really took um, Leicester apart there. Mm, who are also a good side L- Lots to think about, mate. Um, yeah, so I guess we're on to my, my Maverick pick this week. And I could rue this because I've done this so many times in my fantasy Premier League career. And he he just continues to sting me. But he's the type of player that I feel is an absolute flat track bully. And you know it's coming. It's just if you can get on it at the right time. And, and I think mm-hmm. uh, Arsenal, he's an Arsenal player. Uh, they have found some form. They look like they're, they're moving forward. Uh, he's in their front line. He is quality, but he's not shown it in the last couple of years. There's a lot of things that have gone off the pitch. Um, you know, missing training, um, being ill, um re- arriving back from international duty late um from, from Africa and in, and in, in his team, um, which I think is Gabon, I'll have to double check that. Um, but it's uh, Pierre emerick Abamiang. Um Yeah. And I think you we mentioned previously, mate, like he's he's always just lurking in the background of our fantasy minds. Um, I mean he's an qu- absolute quality striker isn't
0: he He he's up there from what we've seen in the last five years I think from, from any team but like you say a bit patchy um,
1: bit patchy more recently and he's uh, just so just I can hear people in uh, in my mind saying hey hang on a minute, is not going to be under 10% owned, he's actually only 5.4% owned um mm-hmm. he's a, and he's on 40 points and i think i think he's on penalties if lacazette's not playing it rotates doing him and Lac- lacazette really good fixture against watford i think the whole watford everton game i just think everton are a shadow of themselves without Decore, and anyone can beat them i would back i would back um everton to be an absolute green until Decore comes back um and i think arsenal are absolutely flying and this guy's going to be leading, leading the attack. Um, so for me, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, I really
0: agree with you, week. mate. The, the only problem with this is, can you ever trust Arsenal? This is the problem.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I nearly choked on my uh, water there. No, you cannot. That's the, it's, they do look good.
0: Smith Rowe, Aubameyang, um, you know, even Ben White got six points last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, But they're yeah, just prone to let you down at some point.
1: Well, um, quick, quickly, mate, it'd be interesting, because I won't go too much into Bamian. I, mean, I think you know I'm not going to go through all his stats. I think we know he can do the goods on the day. Um, what do you make of the evolution of Arsenal under Mikel Arteta? Because they were calling for his head after two games. It's an enigma to me because I think he's
0: clearly a good technical style coach obviously the school of Pep Guardiola um, the sort of player he was he's quite tactical he seems relatively reserved and, and quiet um, in his personality and those players were just not playing for him what a terrible start to a season you know when you want to be a top four challenging team and they were really poor really poor and it was a squad that has been together, you know, a reasonable amount of time. There's there's big names in there. You've got Aubameyang and Lacazette. Um, so you know they did have some issues with, with some transfers in the last year or two. But yeah, I find it very strange that they could turn up to this season and and be quite so poor for a few games, and then now, as you say, he was almost at an untenable point where where the fans were just not going to have him. And I think if a couple more bad results, he'd have probably had to go. Um, and it's completely turned around, and they look like they've got their act together. But you know, player for player, it's it's a, it's a top six, top six team, I think. Yeah, um, no, if you yeah. get the performances out of them, and then you know, people like Smith Rowe coming through um, into the team, and Saka, like unbelievable quality mm-hmm. of, of young players coming through. People would kill to have Saka and Smith Rowe. Coming through their team, and 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 there they were, you know, struggling to get a return out out of these players. So, yeah, I don't know, mate. I think the jury's still out that they're, they're enjoying a good bit of form, um, but contrasting to some terrible form, it's ultimately, I don't know. You might know more than me. I don't think that they've necessarily changed that much. I think they've they've sort of started to gel a bit better. But I don't know if he's changed the the tactics too much or for formation too much. Just seems to be in a form attitude and and application thing that they were very poor and now they've got a bit better
1: yeah mate. change anything yeah there's a couple of key players that have come back so thomas Partey was a huge signing from atletico madrid um we were mentioning he plays very similar to basuma for Brighton and just knits everything together but then it's physical and i think the fact that he's he's in the team it just kind of helps them along with like a Tommy Asu at the back and obviously Tierney's a great player when he plays. They actually do when you look on paper have some really dependable players. And I think that's just allowed the, the guys up front to just not worry about defending so much. And when you have Thomas Party running around in the middle and crunching somebody to win the ball in the first five, ten minutes, I know it's cliche. It sets the tone for the rest of the team. So yeah. I reckon that could that's be so exciting
0: point that uh, Nuno Tavares looked 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 good uh, mm. on the
1: weekend, exactly yes. like back
0: teeny is... injured
1: yeah so he's in the team he 's hanging around like a bad smell because I really like him, but
0: he 's yeah, a great it's... player i don 't know if he's yeah he 's a great player for them to have as well. I think they played Tavares on the right on the weekend didn 't they, and I think he 's actually a left back
1: ah, well, there you go, maybe they are hoping that this is just a the, the time for Tierney to come back but we, we digress mate right so moving on to uh, the bargain bucket pick um, which is a player which um, is basically as cheap as possible um, to fit in your team also a bit of a differential um, this is a really tough pick most weeks and I've struggled this week hard yeah so I've gone, and this is—it sounds a bit knee-jerky, but at this price, you have to get him in. I think if you're struggling for a spot, because I think he'll play while Koufal's out. It's Ben Johnson of West Ham. Um, he's three point nine. Um, in, this in is a the, great in, pick, mate. I don't even know who Ben Johnson is. <laughs> yeah, well, look, he's yeah, he's three point nine. So I mean, straight away, if you were worried about. Like not having enough bench cover, or you've got a couple of Chelsea defenders, so there's rotation. So you're worried about getting someone off the bench. Then this guy could easily play. Um, he scored last week. He cut in and scored a lovely goal. Um, He's got 22 points so far. Do obviously have Liverpool, Wolves, and City, but I actually really rate West Ham. Like they just look so together. I really think they could do something at, at home to uh, away to Liverpool. After I think Liverpool could start to maybe drop up, drop the levels a little bit. I know they're winning this the, this evening in the Champions League for them, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how they can keep up this velocity of results. Like it's it, it just seems crazy to me. Um, so yeah, and Moyes is a genius, yeah, and also <laughs> Moyes is a genius, so yeah, why not chuck him in at 3.9? Spare change that. Mm. Mm.
0: I like it. I hadn't realised he scored on the weekend. I must have missed that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, good, great goal as well. And, um, and how's, how
0: long is Kofal um, out for?
1: I'm actually unsure on his injury. Um, how long is he going to be out for? I don't know whether... Uh, there's probably some West Ham fans that will be like, he's got... Yeah, so he's got a groin injury, which... That was 20th of October, so... They, I mean, I've had a groin injury in the past, and they are just so annoying. Um, just really I another mean, no,
0: three or four weeks.
1: By the signs of it, yeah. It's safe to go with Ben Johnson. Well, he's been having injections, so that would say they've just pushed it to the long as he can be, and just they just sound like the
0: only thing I would say, mate. They they sound like tough fixtures there for a yeah. defender, for a defensive pick. Yeah, but you're you're saying more so on the attacking threat. And he's already yeah, got a goal. He's, he's already got a goal. Team.
1: He could easily get an assist. Even if like, Liverpool do score, you could get that five points. And if he's the last man mm. on your bench, or the first man on your bench, because you've got no money left, and he comes on with a five-pointer, then that could be uh, yeah. worthwhile. I'm really enjoying West Ham this season. Yeah, they're, they're
0: not flash, but they, they're a great team. And, and you look at like Fournaus and, and Bowen as well, playing in behind Antonio, and they're dangerous. They're not, you know, standout players, quality, maybe like um, other teams have. I'm just talking about Arsenal, some of the names on their team sheet. But, you know, f- watching them the other day, Fornells runs an unbelievable amount. He, um, you know, some of the attacking ones, he was making up 30, 40 yards to get himself in the box to be an option. And just seeing that desire from from the whole team. But, you know, those players um are just absolutely working 100% every game for Moyes so that's often I think or, uh, quite a few of the West Ham picks have got a chance of getting on the score sheet or yeah, getting mate. an assist because they're, they're going to be dangerous in every game so, sort of fixture proof to be for yeah. as you were saying
1: so mate I don't just before we uh move on to your Maverick captain pick for the week I just want to deliver some bad news just to a see your face um Derby were leading one. Are you going to tell me the Derby score? Derby are now uh, losing 2-1 to Barnsley in a basement battle. Sorry, mate. How's my face
0: looking? Pretty distraught. <laughs> we need to win this game. We need to win this game. There's 40 Sorry, minutes
1: mate. left. I hope they'll get one. They'll get one.
0: Anyway, Maverick um, camp, mate. I know we were leading that game 1-0. Yeah captain, yeah, I mean, look we don't need to go into too much detail. I went Obama yang, so we we're, we're kind of agreed uh on him as an option despite as you said in your section, there's some reasons to be wary of him, but looking at a differential pick five percent owned got Watford he's actually scored three goals in the last five five games. It's not too bad. That's a pretty good return, uh, especially for someone who's, you know, not in great form. So I think he's possibly um, coming into a bit of form. And it's one of those where you, you take a gamble that you're catching him at the beginning of a, of a good run. So I think there's enough form and goals there for me, plus the fixtures, plus his general quality to um,
1: to, to put him in there. Mate, so... With the Mav Cap pick, and obviously it's a differential captain pick. Your thoughts on anybody else other than Salah? Are you like this perma captain Salah all the way to the end of the season? Is that yeah. the way to play the game at the moment, or do we actually start investing in Maverick caps? Because he assisted last week, but I captain Rafinha and I made ground. So, you know, what do you yeah. think?
0: Look, I think that I think Reach chatted you. Leeds didn't play that well. Is that right? Yeah, they didn't. But you had Norwich. Mm. So, Rafinha is a great player in, you know, uh, um, who's dangerous. And, and you had, I think that made sense. If you if you had Rafinha as a, it was a good gamble. It was definitely a gamble, but it was a smart gamble. I think the stars aligned a bit on that pick. And um, I don't know who would be a similar pick this week. Because I think you've got a few things. You've got... The, the, the big teams have got so many players that can turn up. Like we've seen Foden put in an absolute haul and then a blank. Um, you know, Torres has done that for City this season as well. Uh, you know, Mane could come in and score two of Liverpool's goals and, and Salah not get anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's always, it's really difficult at the moment. Um, Chelsea's points are all coming from their back line, but you don't know who's going to play uh, and if they'll get the same sort of chances. So it's a really, it's a really tough one. Rafinha was probably the only other, and Gallagher would have been an outrageous pick last week, if anyone had captained. Uh, i seen the top um, performer had Captain Gabriel, (laughs) which which was, I don't even understand, it must have lost a bet or something, or maybe they're related. But, uh, you know, that was the, um, yeah, I I think it's a really tough one. How do you go against Salah? And, and it worked, you know, it is a good way to make ground though, because you know most people will. That's it, mate. Well, what do you think? Who, who else would you have your eye on? Uh,
1: Smith Rowe. I think he'd yeah. be a good shout this week. Um, I'm absolutely scolded by, I mean, you look at the fixtures in isolation and, and who they're playing. I mean, Havertz would have been a good pick before, he's absolutely killed me. Um, chill well I think Tony actually
0: Brentford against Norwich yeah could be his game
1: that for a couple of goals another good option another good option target Norwich target target the worst Premier League team in in absolute history why not
0: I just hope they make it officially the worst team in all of all time um, by the end of the season so at the moment I think at this stage last season Sheffield United were also behind that Derby team but they managed to scrape a few results together um, to, to keep uh, the record with us. But um, anyway, I've, I've got some I good news, you, mate. Brentford against
1: Norwich. I've got some good news, mate. Yeah, you're going to tell me the Derby score? Fulham are now 4 0. <laughs> <laughs> Derby is still alive. That's losing, just brutal, mate. mate. That's just brutal. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. Um, uh, some really good picks there. Thanks so much for coming on, and you'll come on again. Oh, we're very glad to be back, mate. Thanks for having me. Good fun,
0: as always. Cool, and, huh? uh, mate, two points between us. I'm very uh, anxious about this weekend, getting the right transfers in and the right picks. And more than that, I want to move up this league as well. Yes, yeah, this is very tough. Get out league, of the, the doldrums of the, the mid-table.
1: Yeah, cool. All right, mate. Thanks so much. See you, mate.